Yo, yo, yo. Okay. All right. You know what? We'll take it back from the top. I don't know what's going on, man. There's some type of shitty ass update, but um, hmm. now I'm seeing audio. Well, sorry for the inconvenience, folks. Uh, yo, welcome to yo, Pride Rules yo. MMA episode 169. <laughs> We're starting it from the top. Uh, Tommy's out today. He's got AIDS or something. Uh, we got David Rodriguez, D-Rod, filling in. Uh, he's got some pretty big shoes to fill. Um, and yeah. Tyler's having some audio issues, so working out the king. Sorry, it's a Monday. It's been a shitty fucking day. Last week was a shitty-ass week, bro. Then I had to work on Saturday, and that was a shitty day. And um, the event really didn't impress me, so it was kind of shitty. And then today was just like shit after shit, and it just keeps on piling on, bro. How high can you stack this? Fucking day. Last yeah, and then I'm, I'm glad to be here on a Monday. I mean, usually Mondays, I'm, I'm tied up and uh, definitely unavailable. Otherwise, I'd be, you know, jumping in and joining you all here and there. And, you know, but here tonight, like I said, I got to fill in uh, the Reverend's shoes. And we may, in fact, be joined by the Reverend himself shortly. We shall see. And Tyler, can we hear you? Still nothing, huh, Tyler? No, still don't hear you, bro. Reboot your computer. I don't know. Oh, I can hear you now. There he is. There. You got now? Yeah, we can hear you perfect, yeah. man. You you just had some uh, All right, good. some dollar store headphones or some shit. <laughs> Dude, they're working. They're working. I'll tell you one thing. They were working better than your internet is. Come on. <laughs> my internet, I can see. As soon as I took the headphones out, my internet became unstable. Yeah. It's like your your headphones were a, a fucking, a, uh, what do they call it, an antenna? Yeah, interference. Well, not good. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, this, this weekend, the events were... Uh, I don't know, man. Very uneventful for me. Um, I just good way to put it. Good way to put it. Just very, yeah. very uneventful, man. I don't know the Rosenstruck versus Gane. I just. I mean, what was your takeaway from that, David? Yeah, no, I was gonna say uh, we should start with that. Um, of course, we know, like I was saying in the chat, um, Dana White. Uh, hating fighters is a continuing trend and I mean I know a lot of fights dropped off so Dana probably was upset about that but um, a lot of criticism for uh, game going in there gone and and just uh, delivering a, a perform a great performance against uh, Rosenstruck who I thought was a little bit gun shy um, he didn't really get going but then again you got to give all the credit to gone um, he had a complete skill set right Tyler I mean shit you got no, the, I, the rest. I actually I don't think it was as bad a performance by gone because everyone's making it out to be. But Rose's troop definitely performed under expectations. I mean, he hasn't been the same since Francis Ngannou uh, showed him the light, basically. I mean, he is not, I feel like he hasn't been the same since Ngannou threw him. So, kind of where it is right now. And the one thing I will say about Gon's performance, it wasn't super exciting, but he's, he's not exactly the most experienced guy, but he was freaking disciplined. He didn't go crazy. Didn't get, I think the smart thing he did, he, he controlled the range, 
control the pace, then get to a fucking gunfight yeah. with that scary-ass motherfucker. Yeah, that was my biggest yeah. takeaway from that fight is that Gan, um I mean, it was it was kind of lackluster, but if you really look and break it down to what he was doing, that guy was, uh, he was very, very methodical on what he was doing. And like you said, he stuck to his game plan. And um, I don't know, I'm, I'm very impressed with a guy his size to have that kind of speed and accuracy. Yeah, exactly. um, and he, he's good on the ground. He's good. If exactly. anything, dude, I would love to see him fight John Jones. That would be fun. Yeah, and I think, too, I mean, to your point, too, Tyler and Rudy, you guys both make great points. Um, do you think, I mean, Gon has only been training for, what, a couple years for fighting as a professional. Going what he did against Rosenstruck, he's going to be a problem for just about anybody. And I think he's ranked number five now. So, I mean, is he going to get it? Dave, I mean, he's not pushover. And, I mean, was that his UFC? I haven't really, I'm not that familiar with him. Was that you? What number fight was that? I think for him in the UFC. I think that's his third fight in the UFC, or maybe second. I'll, I'll find out. No kidding. Yeah, this is so like, but like, it was, no, it was no more than his third or fourth fight in the UFC. Fourth fight. He's going toe to toe. His fourth fight. Yeah, he beat Tanner Bozer. He beat uh, Junior Dos Santos, okay. and he beat uh, Rosenstruck. Yeah. Like those are okay. So that's his third fight. He went through a murderer's row. Oh, four. He, he came through, man. Like, four. Yeah. Okay, so that's, a, that's a murderer's row he went through. And he yeah. came out with all W's. Like, as much as you want, like, oh, it was exciting. That was his fourth fight in the UFC. Headlining versus a murderer. And he came yeah. out and he controlled the pace. He cl- it wasn't a clear cut. It was, it was a little close. It was a close fight, but he won. Like, I don't think we could take a whole lot away from him. This might be the next guy in line after the big win. Yeah, I don't, I don't take too much away from him. It's just, you know, when you see big guys, you, you want to see a knockout, I guess. And I don't know, man. Oh, I, and, and honestly, do you think that, does it set him up with the, that does Derek Lewis maybe on his radar pretty soon? Because, you know, Derek Lewis is pretty much in a position to where He's calling out Alistair Overeem, but uh, Gon seems like a pretty damn good matchup. If not, the uh, Volkov fight kind of is right there, too. So. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't think they'll re- – I actually don't see them revisiting the Volkov fight. Like, that fight just kind of cemented Francis Ganu in the lore of the UFC. Um, it kind of – that's the I would see him reading, but um, <laughs> I, I would, I think the God versus um, God versus Black Beast fight is uh, it's an appropriate fight. But I mean, I personally think Derek Lewis will be his ass down. I think Derek Lewis will maul him. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from God. I actually think he's really good, but I think Derek Lewis is on the level and will maul him. Dude, how many fights did they cut from this event? It seems so. I don't know, man. It seemed like it was missing. Several, bro. It did, right? Half the card was was cut out. Yeah, pretty much. They started with like fourteen fights. We ended up with nine. So. Yeah, man. It was four and four, right? Or we ended up with eight, right? Correct. It was eight total. I mean, it started off really hot, dude, with the Dustin Jacoby and Grishin fight. That that was a badass fight. It's like, bro, if the rest of the event is like this, look out. But uh, I don't know. It just kind of quickly fizzled out. In my opinion, yeah. at least, uh, I mean, the next fight was a 
but three rounds. It was a knockout for what Vince did. Vince went no. Ronnie Lawrence won. That was an okay fight yeah, too. And yeah, then, the only... I don't know the the Mazo fight. Uh, I don't know, man. I was not impressed. Yeah, the only finish of the night would be uh, Ronnie Lawrence, which we talked about last week on Senior Ringside. Ronnie Lawrence, um, pretty familiar with the guy from several years back, fighting our dude Steve Garcia. But yeah, he's coming off the Contender Series. Uh, he had a delayed UFC debut, went in there, delivered, and the guy still wasn't uh, really too high on the wind, even though he had a pretty nasty finish, had uh, several takedowns, and dominated, but. Um, the guy's still hungry, and he's probably going to get a, a quick uh, turnaround, too, in my opinion. Yeah. There's a great matchups for him uh, in that division. Maybe like a – what's his name that just got a good win? Uh, Fra uh, Zahabi's brother, Farah Zahabi's brother. Eamon, yeah. that's a good fight for running. Yeah. And then the, the Kroom versus Cassidy's fight, that was disappointing. And the Pedro Munoz-Rivera, yeah. that one was pretty dope. Um, that was a good fight. And then after that, it was what? De La Rosa versus Bueno Silva. That was a draw. Like, come on, dude. I don't know, man. It just that this this fight. It was a night of callouts. You need, need not forget a lot of uh, callouts. We had uh, we had Pedro Munoz calling out uh, T.J. Dillashaw. Uh, I'd love to see that fight. So, what do you guys think of that? Think it actually happens? Uh, that'd be fun. And then we got Alex Caceres on the what? Four, five, I'll tell you what. I, I thought I think that would be a real fight. I wouldn't say that, but I really want to see Rob Font. <laughs> no, like, no, like I, I, I just want to touch that. The fight I want to see TJ take, I want to see, I want to see TJ Dillashaw versus Rob Font. I think that's the fight. Rob Font. Hmm. TJ, that's the fight. He's ranked number three right now, I believe. Um, He's fight. ready for that next level fight. And I think Rob Font beats TJ. He fights the belt next. That's the fight I think we make. You fight, you have Rob Font versus TJ, and the winner of that fight fights for the belt. Fights uh, Jan for the belt. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it more than I did this event. This event was just, I don't know, man. It just <laughs> fucking bummed me out. I'm like, what? For real? Oh stop! Oh stop! You spoiled fight fans. Was, like we're all spoiled. No man, I, I had a, dude. I had a long week. I had to work on Saturday, and I got home. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm gonna kick back, drink a beer, and enjoy some fights. And I just couldn't really stay focused on the fights because I was bored. And um, and then after that, you know, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me switch over and watch the fucking Canelo fight. And by the time I switched over, oh, it's over. Like what? Yeah, yeah. Ass. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of knew that was coming, oh, yeah, um, I but guess. I guess. Yeah, you know what's a surprise too? I'm watching the undercard of it too. Did you guys notice there is a former UFC flyweight contender that got dominated? No. Was it John Moraga? Oh yeah, John Moraga fought on the card. And got... I didn't see that. No. Yeah. I didn't even know he was fighting on the card, but like Rudy said, um, I think I was on route to my house, and by the time I got home, it was uh, the the end of the third round, and that's yeah. when he uh, he stopped on the stool. So yeah. Canelo, uh, we'll see him again uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend. I think it's May 1st, and they finally announced it, too, at the end of the card. We talked about it uh, last Thursday. We said it was a supposed rumor, but we knew the fight was going to happen. This is a, a tune-up fight, just like Rob said last week. So mm -hmm. uh, i got a question for you guys. What was your favorite fight from this card? I know mine was uh, the Hernandez versus Moises fight. Um, I thought that really just Moises really, I don't know, man. He, he blew my mind, bro. I mean, I didn't think he 
he was that good of a striker. And dude, that guy fucking lit up Hernandez, man. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a close fight. Oh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry, I didn't cut you off. No, that was a close fight, too, because I think uh, after the uh, fact, uh, I think uh, Hernandez was saying to cut out the commentary, watch the fight, and, and rescore it as such. But uh, it, it was tight, man. I mean, I had Thiago winning it. That, that really, it could have gone either way. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it's a big win for Moises because Alex Hernandez has only lost to some pretty tough cats. And um, Moises, I think, called out Ally Quinta. So uh, this was a night of call-outs. So hell yeah, book 50, Ally Quinta, Thiago Moises. I strikes to Ally 50. Quinta fights wow. So yeah, he he barely beat him, bro. He beat him by three fucking strikes. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> one of them tight fights. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, the fight to me that did not like everyone was like all the fights they like. This actually kind of goes to the theme of the event. The fight that I was expecting a lot out of, we didn't get much from, in my opinion, was the Nikita Krylov fight. Oh yeah. I I was expecting fireworks from Nikita Krylov, and we got it done. We got it done. Like what the hell, man. I just yeah. here's the thing. We kind of live in the age of COVID. Uh, you know, be a little more liberal times, and we're getting a lot more secret killers. So, you know, Krylov used to be one of those secret killers, and like guys might have gotten wise, but still, like he's my favorite. He's my dark horse in the lightweight division. Well, let's not forget he got his ass kicked by Betch Kohea and uh, No Country for Old Men. So. <laughs> That's fair. Look at this guy. And on Dude, the side looks of, like uh, fucking I'm Josh Brolin. I'm sorry. I'll bring it up every damn time I see him. He's Josh Brolin, folks. I'm not gonna lie. It's fair. That's hey, looks like Josh Brolin. I'll give I'll give you that. <laughs> hey, but on the side of um, Kylev, you gotta uh, they, they gotta line him up with somebody big. He was already in a co-main event here. Six fight streak in the light heavyweight division is not easy. Um, I think he gets a big name. Uh, who do you guys think is, is something next for Ankalev? I think he could probably get rebooked, uh, get a good, a quick turnaround too. Yeah, but yeah. He, he just beat the uh, oh, number eight ranked guy. Yeah. Yeah. He could always fight. Well, yeah, he's on a six fight streak, fifteen and one. So he der he deserves a. He could probably possibly main event a, a fight Maybe, maybe you could fight Kutilaba again. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's try to rebook that again five different times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. What was your favorite fight of the night, David? Um, shoot, I like the the first fight of the night was great. The, that that's kind of started the card off well. Like you said, it fizzled a little bit. Ronnie Lawrence' performance helped it out, but yeah, the first fight I I really did like. Um, but then again, it was the card that was. You know what I mean? But uh, Dustin Jacoby, that was that was a banger of a fight. I think that was a fight of the night, right? Yeah. Or didn't they get a performance of the night? Okay. So it's very rare that it happens in the first fight of the night, but I enjoyed that fight. I did like uh, Munoz Rivera because Munoz just looked super impressive. I know there was a rematch. Possible it would be a trilogy in the future, what they're talking about. But that, they were thinking it wanted to be a five-round fight on the side of Rivera's coaches, but not that night on Saturday oh, night because he was very compromised the second I, round, that, so. That's something I would I was, like to see, man, is a, a five-round uh, fucking fight between these two guys, a trilogy. I don't know, man. These guys kind of reminded me of uh, – I got yeah. that Gotti versus Wardfield without – as much violence. I think if it was as many rounds as God even Ward, it would be that that fucking violent. So yeah, man, these yeah. I, I enjoy watching these guys fight. 
Yeah, but for sure, Munoz deserves a big time fight again. He's a he had a close fight with Frankie Edgar. He's right there, uh, you know, in the in the talk, the top tens of uh, of that division. And it's feel it's it's as probably as competitive as it's been in, in several years because 135 is nasty nowadays. So, and we will see a possible new champion come Saturday too. So, oh no shit, right? Uh, I, I <laughs> dude, like, yeah, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if Alman gets that Dalmudu because I don't think uh, Jan's had anyone with that kind of ground ground skills and toughness in front of him before. Yeah, Saturday's gonna be good. Yeah, Tyler, did you actually catch the Canelo fight, Tyler, or no? What's that? Did Did you watch the Canelo fight? The whole, all three rounds of it? I I I I saw knockout. I literally put. Uh, <laughs> It was already over. I took back. Watch the game. About what? Huh? Put things on the and people just watch fights on the zone because. Well, no. The thing I was about to say is, you absolutely like. If anyone pay, you cannot pay for that fight. Wasn't the guy coming off a loss? Wasn't Kenel's opponent coming off a loss? Yeah. Correct. Yes. Exactly. So I mean. What the f are we paying for that for? Like what? What would ever more? They they're just trying to get through that contract right now. That's what they're doing. They just want to get through that contract and pay them because I I think Canelo Alvarez is one of the best boxers of all time. The version right now is one of the best boxers of all time right now. But he doesn't really have any good foils. No compelling matchups. I mean, I'd pay to watch fight Floyd again. But other than that, I'm not that pumped about Canelo Alvarez fight. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I'm a big Canelo. I mean, he's probably the only one I'm interested in besides maybe Ryan Garcia, who's sort of a low, a Canelo, a young Canelo. You know what I mean? But we'll see That's over fair. time how that right. plays out. But, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. And then, uh, what was I going to say? Back to uh, back to the UFC card. Um, I wanted to start starting with you, Tyler. What do you think of the John Jones chiming in, and also Francis Ngannou responding to uh, Jones's uh, criticism of performance of uh, Cyril Gunn? I mean, I thought it was. Listen, we all like John Jones being the fucking world beater, being the cocky destroyer, everything like that, but. His last performance was anything but a tour de force. And now, like, listen, I've enjoyed all the lifting videos. I'm enjoying hearing Chel Sonnen talk about how big John Jones get. I was going to be 240 pounds and be an absolute killer and all this stuff. But, man, you all get to, like, you look at God, let's look at God real quick. God went through a murderer's row, beat Rosenstruck, and he's on, like, a three or four fight win streak right now. Like, so John Jones, you're going to jump up after, in my opinion, losing Dominic Reyes. my opinion, lost that fight. And now you're going to come to the quarter force. Hey, maybe he will. But John Jones hasn't been what he was in a lot of years. So to think he's just going to pop in and beat the shit out of everybody, I think someone like Gon or Francis is going to punch him in the mouth and be like, not so fast, big boy. 
Big boy. Yeah, we've we, yeah, we, we, we seen, we seen it too. Low key, we've seen him dominate. Nobody knew who the hell Dominic Reyes was. He went in there and, and you know, right. and, and, ha and got the win, um, let alone Thiago Santos on one leg, pretty much winning the fight. So, like you said, Tyler, gone would be an interesting fight. So, say John Jones sits on the shelf. Dana, Dana wants to keep him, you know, in the queue for the heavyweight belt. I honestly, we've said it plenty of times, we want to see Jones fight somebody before the title. Wouldn't mind the gone fight, wouldn't mind the Lewis fight. And, uh, yeah, there's a couple matchups for him. And if he keeps talking smack, well, I don't understand why Gone or somebody didn't call him out. I don't understand why Derek Lewis didn't call him out. I mean, I think Derek Lewis – I don't feel like Derek Lewis was woke. I feel like after – if Derek Lewis wins again, which he probably will, he's going to fight for the belt. We'll get a hilarious John Jones call out, which will be amazing. With that being yeah. said, um, I really feel like John Jones – Kind of ran away from the like, heavyweight division, like he barely, he did. In my opinion, he did not beat Dominic Reyes. And what? And who's he scheduled to fight? Jan Blakovic. And what did Jan do to Dominic? Put him away with in brutal, brutal fashion. I think John realized, hey, this weight cut's not great for me. I'm slowing down my old age. I better get big and go up to heavyweight. Problem is right now, the heavyweight division is getting stronger and stronger. And the main players in the division, namely Stipe and Francis, have been both getting better, especially Francis. Francis has gotten a lot better in his last couple of fights. And I think I think John Jones will go up there. And I think I think a guy like Gon will give him trouble. And I think a guy like Francis Ngannou will put him away. Well, I don't know. See, and I like to... I like that you bring up Jan Blakowicz too, Tyler, because I was in attendance tonight. Uh, what is it? Um, when he beat Corey Anderson in Albuquerque, John was sitting right there front row. Jan Blakowicz called yeah. him out. John Jones jumps up, and uh, I thought that was the fight to make, and uh, it just didn't happen. Uh, that was, yeah. <laughs> I think like I think and. <laughs> Real talk. I think if uh, Izzy beats Jan, I don't think I think John's gonna find an excuse not to fight Izzy. No. Yeah. <laughs> gonna be interesting to see upon yeah. the Saturday night what uh Israel Adesanya has to say. Say he does finish Jan because um we'll, we'll wait till Thursday to, to get my pick on that fight. But it's a very interesting fight and um yeah both guys are, are very. I mean it's a it's a fight that should be John Jones, but it's Jan against uh, Israel. Yeah, exactly. And like I, what you just said, it's a super interesting fight. And I go, I'm going back and forth right now. I think part of me thinks Jan might be too much of a slugger, but he's skilled. But Izzy's just super skilled. So, I mean, it's a very interesting fight. I think if Izzy can knock it tight, I think I think uh, Jan will do better than um, Kohiro is. Better than um, freaking what's Paulo Costa? Big boy, monster. The, the Hover guy. Talk about drinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. speaking I think, of uh, let, uh, let, let me let me bring no, up this article. Paulo Costa says he drank too much yeah. wine the night before fighting Israel Adesanya. And he had a hangover. He said, I was kind of drunk, maybe on hangover. I couldn't sleep because of the leg cramps. Keep in mind that the fight happens at 9 a.m. At the wake of a fight, it's just nothing but fucking excuses. Yeah, I drank one glass that didn't work, two glasses that didn't work, half the bottle didn't work. I had it all. Lame. 
It's the epitome of fuckery. That's what that is. That's the epitome of fuckery and just looking for an excuse. I I don't care if I really did drink a bottle of wine before a fight. I wouldn't fucking talk about it because you'll got a few. Right? I'm not telling anybody. Yeah, I was I was all nervous. I freaking housed a bottle of wine the night before the biggest fight of my life. Are you fucking serious? Like, are you serious? Bro, the night before my UFC debut, I had I could not I I felt like 2.33 in the morning and I put my UFC debut because <laughs> I had um, it was I had 5.05 and I'd be hydrating my entire body ached it never occurred to me, never occurred to me. yeah I just get a bottle and try to fall asleep like what? Have you ever done that, David? And Rudy, too, I wanted to ask you, uh, speak, or there's more criticism on the sign of, uh, side of Cyril Gaon. What do you think of Dana White hating Cyril Gaon at the end of the night, too? He always hates somebody. Yeah, man. Right? Um, what, what did he say? What, let's see. He said it was Cyril Gaon's coming out party and his chance to show the world who he is. He won, but let's leave it at that. He won. Damn, like, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that honestly, that's how I felt. I can't blame him, dude. That's how I felt at the end of the event. I was like, bro, he won, but honestly, it's not what I wanted. So, I don't know, man. People yeah, what, people knock Dana for saying the shit that he does, but he's right, dude. He's fucking right, man. <laughs> I'd have to say so. As rough as it is, <laughs> like, that's the way it goes. Dana's not running a charity. As much as... Fighting is different from the NFL, the NBA, all that stuff. He's not running a charity. His business is putting the best fighters in the world against each other, putting on exciting fights to make his nut at ESPN. Like they have to keep ESPN happy, so they keep, so they keep getting paid just truckloads of money. So I see where Dan is coming from. I mean, the best coaches, the best. Guys in the world, as far as getting the most out of their fighters, out of their guys, they're the ones that like keep guys to their excuse my French, but their assholes puckered. Guys have got to be have that in the back of their head that it could detrimentally affect their income or their livelihood if they don't put on a good fight, a dominating performance, or an exciting fight. Like, if you want an exciting fight, you lose, he's a lot more likely to keep you around. If you're, then if you're at the end of your contract, you win three decisions that are both all boring. In I, a I row. think it'd be a good fight, an enjoyable fight for Gon would be uh, Alex uh, um, Overeem, dude. That'd be a great fight. They they got kind of the same skill set. They got the same kind of body type. Um, I don't know, man. It would be a fun fight. Yeah, well, Overeem's got like four months of a uh, recovery. I think Overeem really. I think Overeem's done. I think Overeem's really done unless he fights Derek Lewis. I think the only fight we see officer back Lewis, we just won't see him back. Probably. Yeah, probably. These boys better get used to pushing Most the likely. pace. All the standing around ain't going to fly when daddy comes home. <laughs> yeah. Fucking shit talking to we the max, see. bro. We'll see, we'll see when uh, John Jones comes to heavyweight. We'll see, but like, 
Seeing it's it's cool too, cause like uh, I like how Stipe being the champion and the dominant champion that he is, you don't really hear anything from him until like fight week, and then he does a couple interviews here and there. But this time around, it's a rematch for him. Uh, the only rematch that he had or trilogies with DC, all of those fights were good. You know what I mean? He's never really fought a boring fight. Um, but going into this Nganu fight, Nganu's got like you said, Tyler, he's gotten better. Stipe's always getting better. Um, so I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be strange if there's some type of switcheroo last minute. And John Jones ends up stepping in there and fighting for the interim heavyweight title, like as odd as it could be against uh, Ngannou. Say Stipe pulls out for some crazy reason. Yeah, well, I think he's been so so busy. I mean, because he's been working on uh, Zombieland Three. <laughs> well, you guys know what I'm talking about, right, folks? Yeah, yeah. Stipe yeah, looks yeah. like uh, Woody Harrelson. Well, he is Woody Harrelson, isn't he? <laughs> he doesn't look like him. He is him. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't hear from him until fight week, so just keep in mind that. Guaranteed, Stipe doesn't really say anything. Yeah, and I'm surprised Dana doesn't really talk shit about him or to him because he goes out there and – But what fight was worse? Sorry, Do you think Lewis and Ganu – Oh. Okay, do you think Lewis and Ganu is worse than Gon Rosenstruck? Yes. Yes, I question. <laughs> Fact, I think Derek Lewis would 100% Mark Rosenstruck. That was one. I think Derek Lewis would power double Rosenstruck and just mash his face. Yeah, I would like Derek Lewis would definitely That's dominate. That's the fight I wanted to see. And then all of a sudden, Gone got the fight. We talked about it before as uh, potential matchups, but it didn't happen. But it could happen. It sounds like Derek Lewis is just down to fight anyone at this point. So. And the way the heavyweight division is looking right now, there's a open options. There's a, a Dacus, right? He's in the kind of low-key. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but wait, based on world rankings, I mean, Gon's put himself in a great spot. You know what I mean? He'll probably uh, be a co-main event. Another main event. So, so uh, I agree. Fully agree. Speaking of weird news, uh, George Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal, claims he's fighting for the belt in September. And um, I mm. think uh, Usman's, Good. Usman's team was saying that uh, he needs to sit down and keep working on his wrestling. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. That is a good fight. I, I do well, want to see the rematch. Yeah. I, th I think I, I totally agree with Dave. Um, I think it'll be a different fight when he doesn't take it on two weeks' notice. With that being said, um, I have a lot of respect. I think the world of Carl Guzman as a fighter, but the fact that he's calling out, he's calling Jorge Masvidal's name after his last fight, and Jorge's like, all right, let's do this. Then he just backs off those comments. That's that's some soft shit right there. That's some. That's just I I. That's disgusting to me. Like if you're gonna say someone's name, when they say okay, let's do this. You fight that guy. Like don't 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 like be on the eating all that adrenaline from your big win, and then talk a big game. Then back off it when you think. Well, to be fair, that was that was Abdelaziz saying that shit, not him. And uh, I don't know, man. I I I think it's gonna be a, a much more interesting fight because I um, as you can clearly see, Kamaru, he's uh, improved his uh, his stand up and he wants to showcase those hands on some Jorge Masvidal. Um, so I think it's actually gonna work in George's favor to ha take this fight. Um, 
because I think you know Usman really wants to to showcase his skills, man, standing up. Not so much. I don't think he's gonna lay and pray and foot stomp this fight. He's gonna want to go out there and bang. That's why he called him out. He wants to make an exciting fight. He wants to prove to people that he's much better than what he really is. And uh, I don't know, man. I was really, really fucking impressed by his last performance. Um, I didn't expect that at all from him. I expected more of the same, just lay and pray, foot stomp, and motherfucker lit him up, bro. And and he really kind of showcased that in that fight against um, um, Colby Covington, you know? He just, he does have hands, man. But when he fucking fought Usman, um, uh, Masvidal, he kind of just, I think he was kind of gun shy. He was scared of, you know, getting lit up. He was got you in my opinion, he was gun shy first. Yeah, man. And in my opinion, he, he, was he got a little more confidence in this last yeah. fight. And what's the first thing he does? He calls out the biggest moneymaker that he's had in his entire career. Of course, you're going to call out Masvidal. Who else are you going to call? You're the fucking champ. Yeah. And I think uh, the bigger, the big money fight or the better fight is Covington, in my opinion. I mean, I do like Masvidal, but I think he has unfinished business with Nate Diaz. Maybe even fighting fucking Nick Diaz, you know what I mean? But I think the the Covington fight, it has to happen at some point. Covington's the only guy that's really testing him. So over time, we'll see what happens because I don't think Usman steps in there till the Fourth of July or whatever the, the International Fight Week or some time frame like that. It ain't happening until I fully agree with you on that game. Another fight I'd like to see though. With with that being said, another fight that makes off. Fuck ton of sense. There's some talk about them being open with fire coaches. Would be Covington Sanazi though. Yeah, that's the other option that's uh, that's out there too. Because yeah. I mean, they can't. I mean, Covington the, the the time frame between fights it's just too long. I mean, it's like a year off. Yeah, he says he wants to fight in September, bro. Like that's a that's that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. A lot can happen in uh, from now to September, including uh, breaking news right now from our man Ross Marquis. Apparently, uh, Kamzat Chimaev has retired what? from MMA. Wow. Yep. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, keep it. Uh, your eyes open to fightbookmma.com. Uh, was there? Yeah. Was there a recent given? Uh, I'm just getting news now given? from. Yeah, from the chat. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's breaking news now. So I think uh, Ross is on on top of it. Uh, doing his write up night right now. So, uh, we'll find out. Ross, what? Ross, Ross, give us the reason. Yeah. He says, I, well, quote, unquote, I think I'm done is what it is. Like, what he, what he posted. Well, that's kind of shitty. He's not done. Okay, he thinks he's done. He's, he's pulling done. a Khabib without doing the Khabib. He's not done. He's not done. If he thinks he's done, he's not done. You know what's going to happen? He's going to come back and say, oh, you're done? Here's a fucking truck. Here's a big bag for you. And then he'll fight. Yeah, and that kind of leaves uh, what's his name? Uh, we're gonna see the fight. Was it next week? The Leon Edwards and uh, Bilal Muhammad, the most unlikely uh, main event uh, that we unlikely opponent at that that we saw we saw we see Leon fight. So I don't know. Even in a dominating win, there it puts Leon Edwards just back in kind of the same position he was in for two and a half years, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. That dude just. I think I think his biggest um, moment was when he got punched in the fucking mouth by. Masvidal. <laughs> well, he dominated well, he dominated Cowboy, and then that incident happened. Yeah, so. that was awesome. 
That was my favorite uh, Leon Edwards moment was when he got punched. I agree. Yeah. But Leon Edwards, I, I, I echo the sentiment that Leon Edwards needs to fucking do something. He's been sitting on the shelf doing nothing for how long now? And obviously, the Cosmo fight fell off, but dude, just fight somebody. Do something. God damn. But I think that. Yeah, I think he's doing a lot of this. He's doing a lot of talking right now, and he's not, he hasn't done anything in a really long time. And guys like Mazudal, Nate D, like, think of the number of guys, number of names that have fought in the time that Lynn Edwards has gotten punched in the face by Jorge Mazudal, which is his crowning moment. Getting punched in the face by Jorge Mazudal is his crowning moment as far as clicks and views fucking career fucked up yeah I, it's gonna be embarrassing for him to say he does take a loss in any way against Bilal muhammad because Bilal muhammad is a dog he has a pretty damn good chin i'm pretty sure he could stop the takedowns early and maybe maybe land some shots and put him away so um i'm intrigued by the fight because i mean it's it's Bilal muhammad just saying fuck it i'm rolling in there and uh credit to uh edwards like you said tyler for finally fighting somebody but hey we still have a time frame until we get there and I guess where we're at, I won't believe it till the cage door closes and uh, Joe Martinez announces their name, right? <laughs> I am right there with you, Shitster. <laughs> like, I, we'll see what happens, but like, I'm not holding my breath right now. Well, I think that yeah. Edwards Muhammad fight's going to be pretty damn cool. Yeah. I agree. I like that fight. Oh, yeah, Rudy! Rudy! <laughs> Another thing we wanted to touch on, uh, Tyler, uh, a certain uh, grappling event took place. Uh, Gordon Ryan, uh, there's a fa- uh, footage in the back scene. People thought it was fake. Uh, it was 100% real, but uh, there's a lot of stuff that led up oh, to yeah. it, apparently, right, Tyler? So, Okay, so those of you who don't know, the best Nogi grappler in the world right now, without a doubt, is Gordon Ryan. He hasn't lost, hasn't lost like 50 fights. Um, he's a reigning ADCC champion, both ones weight class and absolute champion. The reigning super fight champion is Andre Galvao, who's a legend in his own right. Andre Galvao, as many of you know, strike force fame. Um, his MMA career came crashing down when Tyron Woodley showed him what it's like to be held under somebody and beaten mercilessly. So that's that. They, um, this weekend, uh, Seth Daniels, shout out, great promoter, the best grappling promoter in the world, uh, producer of Fight to Win, and WNO, who's number one, had the who's number one event. Gordon Ryan stepped in for his brother who was injured to fight. I, I'm not, I don't remember the exact guy he fought, but earlier in the night, one of Gordon's, uh, one of the guys in Gordon's camp fought one of the guys in Galvao's camp. Hmm. When Gordon went after the match to shake Galvao's hand, Galvao pulled back, went through his hand, and stuck his middle finger right in Gordon's face. Yeah. After the after the event, they're in the back, and um, Galvao got in Gordon's face and pushed him. Gordon's response was to rear back, slap Bentley Galvao across the face. And it was very – it was everyone had seen the video, but watched the video. It was yeah, I think loud. It's- I think Galvao <laughs> Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but 
you're about to die. Yeah. Then camera hands the white thing here until real up slap. And Gorsi and Derek said, We can go to the parking lot and do this right now. Galvao wanted no part of it. Galvao is still non committal whether he's going to fill his obligation to ADCC if he's going to participate in the super fight versus Gordon. But this is by far one of the biggest, the highest drama, the most violence we've seen in a high level grappling ever. And to be perfectly honest, I want to see the grappling match, but I want to see the guy fight. Gordon Ryan. Listen, listen is, what you're talking about. For those of you that aren't aware, if you're a jiu jitsu enthusiast, you know Gordon Ryan is. Go watch some uh, Gordon Ryan videos. The man is just poetry in motion. He's a killer on the mat. Andre Galvao. Damn, he just slapped the shit out of him. It's just something I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, the videos of a flow right? You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. And what? And I think, too, Tyler, it says uh, Brave Jassim, right? The, um, the promoter, he said it sort of hurts yeah. the chances of them possibly of it taking place. So what do you think? Do you think it actually does go down? Because they're, they're probably planning for, what, uh, ADCC 2022? I think, I, think, I, think, I think everything ADCC's been pushed back. I was personally, I was getting ready for the, uh, the East Coast Trials, which are being held in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and there was that pushback. They were supposed to be November 2020. They've been pushed back to November 2021. So with that in mind, they, I believe the entire event has been pushed back one year because of COVID and all the restrictions. And the reason Mo didn't have the fights, didn't have the event rather, is because he couldn't get his referees from, uh, I believe his referees were in Saudi Arabia and uh, United Arab Emirates. And he couldn't get them in the United States for the event. So that's why he held the event off because he said, like, I need these referees. It's a very specific rule set. So I, I owe it to the athletes to put on the best run event to have no referee uh, issues, no referee, uh, no complications or missed calls because of new referees or underqualified referees. So I give them a lot of credit for that. But the drama has really been building. And personally, uh, the great and I think the most telling thing about I think the most telling thing about this is this will be the last point. Gordon said he said both in the hallway. Then he had to do a sit down interview after he slapped Gavin on the face twice. But he said we go in the parking lot and fight till one of us is dead right now. Like, Gordon was ready to just throw down. Galvao wanted no part of it. And, you know, with respect to all my friends at Trina Atos, um, Gordon's real deal. And I think Andre really represented himself poorly and wants no part of that smoke. Hmm. I want to see Gordon Ryan versus uh, Jake Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I would pay so much money to watch that boxing match. And I truly believe Gordon would murder him. I think Ben's probably gonna murder him, but Gordon would definitely murder him. Yeah, that that event's sneaking up on us too. It's happening pretty soon, right? Yeah. 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 What is the data on that? Uh, the Jake Paul uh, Askren. Yes. Just a second here. It is. Unless Rudy gets it. When the fuck is it? And it's uh, Frank Mir is going to fight Antonio Tarver, too. That was announced. 
yeah, that was announced last week. We talked about yeah, it. Man. Rings, um, so yeah, man. That's on the under. That's going to be fun to watch, man. Um, I think Tarver's going to. Tarver's 52. Remember that. No, it's not. That's not going to be fun to watch. Tarver's going to murder him? Frank Bear. God bless yeah. Frank Bear. Yeah. 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 I do too. Are you I do kidding too. me? Antonio Tarver is a former world champion. Oh, what's up? Oh, what's up? It's uh, taking place. Uh, it's April seventeenth, guys, and I think there'll be there'll be fans in attendance too. I believe. Yep. So. April seventeenth, yeah. and who knows? We Wait, might is see. It uh, or is it in uh, Los Angeles? Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, Atlanta. All right. And we might. You never know. From now until then, we might get Bruce Buffer against uh, Frank Trigg on that undercard too. You <laughs> never know these days. So. Yeah, I'm excited to see Antonio Tarver fucking fight again. Well, shit, we got Mike Tyson and Holyfield is official too. I don't know what date that's happening. I think that's, that's in June. Event. I think probably I'm not in the summertime, right? Yeah. Yeah. So see, that's another event for them to just stack up another uh, celebrity death match card on uh, the undercard. You know what I mean? So, you know who they need to bring on? What's his name? Uh, Ty, I mean, what's the Tommy D is fighting Jose Canseco on that Holy card. Shit. Rumor. I think that would be that is the fight of the century. <laughs> Two trannies. <laughs> That's why Tommy's not here tonight, folks. Uh, he's training to fight uh, Jose Canseco, yeah. and they told him April seventeenth be the day. Well, sorry, Tommy. Rest in peace. <laughs> I think who's gonna mop the floor with you? Uh, well, I think with Avenue, you see, uh, you can say Frank Mir rest in peace because Antonio Tarver is going to murder Frank Mir. Frank Mir will no longer that be among the legends. Yeah, that fight came out of nowhere. Most unlikely fight you'd ever. I I really hope Frank Mir is getting like seven figures for that fight because it's just not a smart fight for him. I mean, I personally, like, I have such insane amount of respect for Frank Mir. When I was fighting, I that was always the fight where I was like, that's my white whale. Like, that's the guy who stand up in amazing jujitsu. Like, that's a guy that would be a problem for me, but would be an honor to fight him. That was always, like, my, my dream fight. With that being said, like, you don't, like, I, you can't go into a match when you've taken the shots you've taken, think of the Fedor fight. Antonio Tarver is going to do a lot worse to Frank Mir than Fedor did. Hmm. And, yeah, like... I thought he Antonio was doing Tarver's, fair enough. Too. Wasn't uh, Frank Mir... Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, I don't get how he went from the bare-knuckle uh, kingdom now going into Triller, right? Promotion? You know in bare-knuckle, you know, bare that's um, millions of dollars. He went from making hundreds of dollars to hundreds of thousands of dollars. You care on correct. That's indeed correct. Well, I mean, I do know David Feldman is severely underpaid. I know I do know some of the offers that are going out to former UFC fighters from David Feldman. He's not throwing money around right now. 
Yeah, so uh, Mir's yeah, last fight was uh, 2019 versus Roy, Roy Nelson. And I think uh, Antonio Tarver hasn't fought since 2016. Hmm. Antonio Tarver's a different story. Like, again, so Rudy, that's I'm glad you brought that point up. But I think for a guy like Antonio Tarver, ring rust isn't real. And in those five, almost six years, what has Frank Mir been doing? He's been grinding it out in Bellator, the tail end of his he's been UFC losing. career. He's on he's a been four fight losing streak. Damage. Losing and losing and taking damage. What's Antonio Tarver been doing? Sitting on the couch, probably training every now and then, and resting his body. It's going to be a revitalized, fast, and strong Antonio Tarver. And apparently, uh, uh, Frank Mir in an interview said it's a win-win for him. But like how you said, Tyler, he's been taking damage and, um, you know, just kind of getting a few fights here and there in Bellator, but losing, of course. But yeah, I agree. Tarver. But a win-win, I guess, in the monetary side. He probably, like Rudy was saying, went from hundreds of dollars to probably making like 150k or something like that with this uh, promotion trailer. I mean. I, if he's making under a million dollars, I don't think it's worth it. Like it's boxing, I feel like he should be getting at least a million dollars, at least seven figures. If you're getting paid one hundred fifty thousand to fight Antonio Tarver, you have a fucking shitty manager. <laughs> we'll like, find just, out. Yeah, keep in mind Antonio Tarver. But like the other part of this is, along with being a dangerous boxer. Antonio Tarver is like he's a famous boxer. He's a famous guy. Remember, he did Rocky Balboa with Sylvester oh, yeah. Stallone. He's a he's a he's an actor. He's a famous guy. Man. So a fight like that, you should be paid much like the Baronopoulos fucking uh, travesty with Sean Everton. I was I was about to be spoken about were a lot. That's because. I brought the heat versus the celebrity. I brought the heat. I got the people talking versus the celebrity that brought all the eyeballs. Problem was, he thought better of it and wanted no part of that smoke, which is fine. With that being said, Frank should be getting paid a lot of money for as big a star as he is in MMA and as big a star as Antonio Tarver is in just the world of boxing in the acting world, well, there better be some big money. Tarver, on the let's be honest. Tarver does have a uh, a gambling problem, so maybe he's taking a a low budget fight for a reason. <laughs> he got he got, he got arrested sucks, like in, in, in twenty fourteen for not paying a bookie back like two million dollars. So. Arrested where yeah, Vegas? He's got, he's got a gambling problem. How you get arrested for not paying a bookie? I don't know, bro. But how you get arrested <laughs> for not paying a bookie? Yeah, it has to be in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, it's in Vegas. <laughs> Legal problem in Nevada stemmed from a beef yeah. with Win Las Vegas, and it appears okay. Win is accusing Tarver of not paying back a gambling marker. The records show that Win went after Tarver for breach of contract, which happens to be the accusation that Win made against Girls Gone Wild on show Joe Francis. <laughs> I remember hearing about that. I remember hearing yeah, about that. Was, that. Yeah, that was recall. a while back. Yeah. 2014. That's a long time yeah. ago. Damn. Well, I guess we could, well, well, I guess we could, well to conclude, uh, enough for the Frank Mir uh, topic. We'll get back to that and see what the hell he actually does get paid. Because like I said, Tyler, it should be 
a pretty damn good payday, but we'll find out uh, when that fight at that yeah. event's creeping up, so we'll get to it in the coming weeks. But um, uh, let's start by uh, a recent uh, interview with a certain Dustin Poirier, who I was uh, enjoying some of his hot sauce earlier today. I actually finally got my bottle in. It was uh, on back order, so definitely, definitely some good stuff. You ought to try it out. Um, Dustin Poirier, the Nate Diaz fight. Like they have big sauce in in, in New Orleans, they don't have sauce, drip, and cognac in Louisiana. Yeah, if y'all get a chance, go to heatness.com. Uh, yeah, get yourself a bottle before it's unavailable again for three, four weeks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, uh, he said among the future options for him is the Nate Diaz fight at 170. We already know uh, Dustin Poirier is a pretty big guy, probably like 190-ish, cutting down to 155. Uh, do you guys think the Nate Diaz fight happens before the supposed Conor McGregor trilogy that everybody wants? I I personally don't think so. Um, I think I think he makes money from either fight. Like he makes a lot of money, but the chance to again make a fuck ton of money, like just make a truckload of money fighting Conor number one, number two. It was pretty evident in this last fight. Like, Connor is 100% capable of making adjustments and getting a win. But if Dustin goes out, beats Connor down again, and puts the nail in the coffin of Connor McGregor's career, that's just, that's just like legacy. That's just such a legacy fight. And I think that's what will be next. Personally, I would very much like to see him fight Nate Diaz. I think that's. A super interesting fight from on a lot of levels, especially at 170. I just think I really like that fight for a lot of reasons. But I think the money, the allure of putting the putting the final nail in Conor McGregor's career, I think the allure of that is too great. Also, with that, they went like they put that fight on. Those two guys are fighting for the right to fight Nate Diaz because that'd be the next fight, most likely. Like, the winner of the uh, Connor versus uh, Dustin fight will most likely fight Nate Diaz next. Like, if you're talking about big money fights, talk about Dana is trying to get that catcher going, trying to fix some pay-per-view records, those are the fights to make. Those two fights in a row. Connor versus Poirier, and the winner fights Nate Diaz. I would like to see Connor fight Nate Diaz at 155, but it should be at 170 again, to be honest. Yeah. No, excellent point, though, Tyler, for sure. It's the, the legacy fight, and I think Poirier sees it that way. I think the Diaz fight is a is a money fight for sure. Not as much as Connor, but there's definite heat there dating back to brawls in the back room at Bellator events, you know what I mean? So they definitely hate each other, and there would be a dog fight, you know what I mean? And no belt is necessary on the line when it comes to yeah, if it's Nate Diaz, it doesn't matter if a belt's on the line that he's going to bring. He's going to show up. He's going to make the fight because that's what the Diaz yeah. brothers do. And um, I think for sure the nail in the coffin of Connor probably means more, but uh, Dustin Poirier, I think, is down to fight anytime soon. And I don't know if Connor's ready to go. I think Nate's ready to go. So I think that fight, just time-wise, Nate's been on the shelf too long, and they got to get him a fight soon. I think, yeah, it's like I personally think Connor could probably use a little extra time off. I don't think he should rush back into a fight after he got stopped. He got stopped. It was, he was knocked out. He was that was a pretty rough stoppage. I'm not gonna lie. 
But I'm not gonna lie. Yep. He was knocked the fuck out. Yeah. First time ever. Hello? Hello? I think we lost Tyler. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <Is> Tyler? <laughs> All right. He just froze. So I was gonna get into some other uh, some other fight bookings too. I guess we'll get back to. Uh, yeah. he, like, <laughs> he went. Yeah, I know. I know my internet fucking blue. My internet stalled there. But my big point is, if if Dawson goes out and wins both those fights, he beats Nate and beats Connor. That just cements his legacy. That just. That makes him dominant, lightweight slash welterweight of this era. That and his hot sauce. He's oh, oh, excuse me. Other than Khabib. Other than... Yeah. And I think, and he could do it. Yeah, he could do it. I would love to see. I would love. To see, I would love to see Nate beat Dustin, and then Khabib come back and fight Nate for thirty eight hours. That's a fight I would. Hey, so much money to say. I would pay a hundred bucks for that pay per view, no problem. Ain't happening. Does it, like, it especially have to in real life heat they have, backstage brawls they've had. Yeah, even if it's a fight that's not for the belt at fifty-five, if Khabib were to ever fight Nate, they would be probably better at seventy, I think, because what it could be, he's an, oh, another hundred and ninety-pound guy cutting down to 55 so i don't know nate at 55 i think his, those days are long gone i think the next fight is 70 so Poirier at 70 what? <laughs> and like the one thing you really can't take away from that is fuck off uh you just can't take away from the broad power that they did his fight versus uh Versus um, what's his name? Showtime, Antonio Pettis. That was, I believe, the third to last fight of that card in the LA Forum, the Staples Center, was going absolutely insane for Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz, like that was the real main event of that event. That place went insane for Nate Diaz. So I, I think you cannot under, I think you cannot overstate the drawing power. That DTS has. Yeah, see, and imagine if the, the cards fell into play like initially it was planned when uh, Nate was supposed to fight Poirier at Madison Square Garden uh, the same night uh, DC fought uh, Derek Lewis. So that was the night Poirier was supposed to actually fight Nate. Ended up being the BMF title. And, I mean, yeah, it, it, was, it was already supposed to have happened. So I think uh, very possible uh, there could be a booking for the summer of Nate versus uh, Poirier because Connor... Connor's not coming back till August. I I don't hate that. And I like like I said, Connor should take the extra time. So I would not mind seeing that fight. The one thing about Dustin Poirier, it's one of those rare instances where the fighter is really in the driver's seat as far as making a fight. Absolutely, he earned it though. He earned it the hard way, and I mean, the guy's fought the best oh, in the world. Yeah, he one hundred percent earned it. I mean, the one thing about this, and like now I was talking about this because he's talking about being retired, but uh, God damn, this just goes to show you how dominant Khabib is. Because I think Connor did the best versus Khabib out of anybody. And my God, like Khabib just rolled 
he just ran through Dustin. He ran through him. It was crazy. So, I mean, this kind of shows how dominant can be really is. And I think and he was sick, wasn't he? Like Khabib, Khabib had some like severe illness when they fought him too. Yeah, dude. I, 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 was sick my, I was sick for my last fight where I threw an ill guy Superman punch and caught an overhand right. Like, whatever, dude. You aren't sick. Like, stop the excuse machine. Khabib's just the goat. No, he, he came out. Not even like recently and said that he there was something wrong with him. He what was it? He had some kind of fucking illness, man. Some fucked up illness. I think he had a hurt. I think his no, foot was no, hurt. No, 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 no. It was a... Uh, what was it, dude? I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. Jet lag. It was jet lag. No, I'm just kidding. That's what he told uh, Justin Gaethje, that Gaethje was jet lag, though, in the cage before he finished him. No, no. He he recently Wait, stated that he, he had some type of illness, man, right before. He had the mumps. That's right, dude. He was hospitalized with the mumps right before his fight um, with Gaethje. Mm. Yeah, he had the mumps and he missed training with a broken foot right before UFC 254. Um, but yeah. he was still able to defeat yeah, Justin Gaethje. I saw the picture of him, dude, and his face was yeah. fucking swollen, man. I was like, damn, he did have the mumps. I thought he was just talking shit, yeah. but he did. It was messed up. And what did he got in a, another fight too? Oh, that, so, well, another fight that could possibly happen. I've heard rumors about it. Uh, we've been hearing about this guy possibly making a return to the UFC to fight, but he's reached out to matchmakers and he supposedly wants Matt Brown or he wants Nick Diaz, and his name's Dan Hardy. Oh god! I mean, look at that face, folks. I would freaking. I would love to see that. But I was re- I was I was just you know perusing on uh, social media. Today. I think it was on Twitter. I hate talking about Twitter because f Jack Dorsey, f Twitter. But um, uh, Matt Brown posted a screenshot with a test conversation with um, Sean Shelby, I believe, and uh, he said he he sent like a screenshot of like you know of um. Of Dan Hardy saying he'd t- fight Matt Brown, and Matt Brown said, "I I'd love to do this, but he talking, but I accept." He said, "I would love to do this, but I think he's talking, but I accept." So, right. if it doesn't happen, it's because Dan Hardy does not want the smoke. Yeah, it's a very tough fight, man. Matt Brown, even still after the the loss that he had against Carlos. Still says he wants to continue fighting. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of uh, miles on him. He's, he's fought some just the junkyard dogs, you know what I mean, in, in his game. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what's the fight that's finally going to draw Nick Diaz back. I mean, anybody at this point. But if it's Dan Hardy, that's kind of a interesting fight. They've both been gone about the same amount of time, you know. I don't love, I don't love that fight. I don't, personally, I think Nate Diaz – Wears him down and stops from the second in the third round, probably. I don't think Dan Hardy, don't think Dan Hardy has the um, durability to fight Nate Diaz or the cardio. I don't think he has the cardio or the durability, especially after such a long layoff, to fight Nate Diaz. Like Nick's been out 17 years already, too. It seemed like it, but yeah, that's a like you said, Nick Diaz. We're talking Nate Diaz. No, we're talking, talking Nick. 
Yeah, Nick. Yeah, Nick's to fight that he wants too. That's another opponent. Yeah. I mean, I think like I think like cardio wise, I think Nick. I think Nick could probably melt him down. What about Nick also, versus Tony? What weight Nick class versus they Tony? Because I don't. Yeah. I pay. I pay. I pay money for that, but. You fight one. I don't. I don't see Nick. I. I don't see Nick making one seventy though. I think like Nick saw fight one eighty five. Hmm. Yeah. yeah I, wonder, I wonder what time we'll we'll see. I actually see Nick Diaz step into that octagon, whether it's no fans or limited audience or whatever. But yeah, stranger I mean, things have happened. I think one of the things is happening. Right. Well. You know, you talk about Mr. So. Listen, I love me some Nate, some Nick Diaz. You also talk about Mr. Social Anxiety, so he probably wouldn't mind fighting in in an empty uh, arena. With yeah. that being said, I I think as everything starts to reopen, we start getting live sporting events like the city of Boston uh, announced that we're going to get we're going to get uh, in person games. Uh, uh, person Red this summer, so sports just come back. I think we might start seeing the UFC hold back on some of these big marquee matchups to get those gates they've been missing out on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's in the half. I think over the summer, we'll see the from now until the summertime, we're pretty much a year in the pandemic, so we're starting to see, uh, you know, fans in attendance this past Saturday, we've seen uh, the Canelo fight take place in, uh, it was in Miami. Uh, I believe yeah. the fight against Billy Joe Sanders is in Texas, I believe at Dallas uh, Stadium or something like that. So, but um, we're going to start seeing it more and more in other states, uh, just not New Mexico, because we're just fucking, we're in the red. We ain't, we ain't ever going to have shit here. How much was that hot sauce? How much was that hot sauce? New Mexico's red. New Mexico's ran almost as badly as Maine is. Bad. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah so that's exactly. why it'll be, it, it'll be a long time before me and Roberto are covering some events out here in New Mexico. That blows. Sucks. Don't worry, I'll do it for you here in <laughs> Boston. Yeah. But another fight, too, I want to mention, too, for you guys before we get on to the end of the show is uh, finally, finally, we're going to see the rematch. You're going to see the, or actually not the rematch. Uh, Zhang Wei Li, Rose Namahunas is set for uh, UFC yeah. 261. Finally, Zhang Weili returns to defend the belt. I think this is, I think this is the most compelling uh, female fight we've seen since Ronda Rousey got knocked out by Holly Holm. Yeah, I think Rose I really deserves don't it think too, like. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Rose sorry. definitely deserves it, but uh, Weili is she's such a machine. She's so good. She's so she's a great striker, great pressure, just everything. Rose Namajunas is just so dynamic. She's a star pupil of Trevor Whitman, and that says a lot. And she has just like that explosive acrobatic finishing ability from a grappling standpoint as well. This is a really dynamic fight. And the other thing you say about Rose Namajunas, she is so. Mentally I was gonna say tough. she is so so hot. mentally tough. So I just, you know what? I just hope that the fight I, poster is I, as good as the fight should be. I fully agree. All these fully fight agree. posters I suck agree. ass. I fully bro. agree. Rose is an. 
I think Rose is an absolute fox, but Pat Barry would kick my face no, off. No, he wouldn't. That's going to be interesting to see uh, uh, Rose go in there to face Waleed because, uh, like you said, Tyler, very well coached. Trevor Whitman's turned, you know, guys, I mean, turned so many athletes into champions. He's currently molding Guzman into the best form that he is. Um, Justin Gaethje, you know, top of his game. Uh, pretty much anyone that's paint with that guy, um, he's, uh, you know, bringing the best out in them. So uh, against Wally Zhang, uh, Rose is going to definitely have to be, uh, it's going to be one of be one of her best performances if she's going to walk away with that belt for the second time. I mean, two-time champion. I mean, that's that's a hell of a fucking win. But uh, Wally Zhang has been on the shelf for a while. So has Rose. So I think they're uh, definitely going to be prepared. Uh, be, be ready for for a show because you know what I mean. They they last time Zhang fought, she put on a show against Joanna, and Joe. I don't know. I don't even know who either of these women would fight in an impressive yeah, win. Like, the thing right you gotta say about that is, I, I I I tend to agree with you, but the thing you'll say about that is that like that I was like gonna bring that up next. They have that common opponent in um in Joanna and Jay Chow, who's an all time great. Like no matter how you feel about her last performances. She's an all-time great as far as women's mixed martial arts. And they both ran through her. Rose, and the other thing about it is, Rose did it twice with the quick knockout, then just the tour de force domination over five rounds. So, and even dominating, I think, uh, even Andrade too. Go ahead. Andrade is uh, scheduled to uh, fight Shevchenko. At a higher weight yeah, class, yeah. And Rose yeah. dominated, so did Zhang. So for sure, that's a another key uh, common opponent to look at uh, as far back, you know, in their fights previously. So, yep, agreed. And we're also too. Uh, we're just getting the news now from in the chat from Robert Ross. Uh, go to fightbookmma.com. Uh, read the article. Uh, the Kamzat Chimaev. I'll put it up here, man. There. It's uh, um, he's basically yeah. telling people that uh, it's due to COVID. Um, He's been having ongoing issues with COVID since since a while back. I mean, this is his third fight fucking missed because of COVID-19, but has recently announcing his plans to score a return to Octagon in June, earmarking potential man in welterweight division. May say Neil Magny, worried about Instagram. No, no, no. It says, what does he say, dude? Yeah, it may upset you, but my heart and body tell me everything. Yeah, so... He basically stated, he told Dana White after he detailed during an interview in February, how he believed he was going to die as a result of his battle with a novel coronavirus. And it's brutal, man. I had it back in July and it can fuck you up, man. It makes, it makes breathing so much more difficult and it's, it's, it's hard, man. It's really hard to get back to that level. So I I can see where he's coming from, man. Very yeah, I mean, I would like, I like, I've always said COVID's not the one to take me, but I haven't had it, Rudy. You've been there, so you know a lot better than I do. Um, that sucks. Either way, like, even if he'll be back, man. If it's affected him long term in any way, he'll be back. It just it take. I'm okay. telling you, man. It it I takes so. it takes months to to get back to a, a just a normal level of being able to just function without having to use an inhaler and bullshit. So just imagine that trying to get to a a UFC level, like fuck that. He'll be back this summer summer fight. Cowboy Oliveira versus uh, Kamzat summer. I'll call it right now. 
I'm yeah. down to watch that. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. Yeah, hell of a fight. Because yeah. Cowboys, Cowboys fight got Listen, canceled. I want to see Cobb's fight. Well, more power to you, comes out. Hopefully, uh, you get back sooner than later. Yeah. No, he's going to fight somebody who's a killer. So I'm very interested in seeing what happens if he does recover well, gets back to form, and um, gets that call from Dana White to come and fight uh, International Fight Week or something like that. You know what I mean? That'd be an ideal scenario. But um, I guess I guess to close the show out, fellas, we could touch on the the UFC 259. I mean, it's so damn stacked. It's 16 fights deep, or or 15. I'm sorry. Um, this card is so stacked. Dominic Cruz is on the prelims. UFC 259. Oh yeah, yeah. That's this weekend. Yeah. So, uh, Cruz on the prelims. Um, even shoot, I mean, there's a couple guys that I'm pretty familiar. I mean, our boy Alon Cruz is the second fight of the night. This is a... <laughs> what the guy who uh who wrote that song, that thong song, is fighting on the, the first fight. Disco, he's fighting Mario Bautista. I'll see, I'll show you what I'm talking about, folks. <laughs> <laughs> dong, ta, dong, dong, dong. That's him, isn't he? <laughs> wow. Man. Well, hopefully this whole card stays intact because it's definitely a banging-ass card from top to bottom, absolutely. I mean, like I said, our boy Alon Cruz is the second fight of the night, fighting Euros Medic. Definitely looking forward to seeing Alon getting there and uh, getting back in, man, after a loss to uh, – yeah, I, I mean, he's taking yeah, seven the, months the off. The fight so I'm looking forward back. to, Sean Brady versus Jake Matthews. That's going to be a good one, dude. Yeah, and even... Yeah, this card is so stacked. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good fights, man. Jordan Espinoza, Tim Elliott, um, Dominic Cruz, Casey Kenny. What the fuck? Song Yadong. Tyler Phillips, Joseph Benavides versus Askar Askarov. I'm I'm looking forward to that to one too. Uh, Bontorin versus Kai Cotter France. That's gonna be a good this yeah. this is a really great card, man. Like you said, David, I hope it it I, I hope it holds, man. I tell you what. Tiago Santos is a Maheta. He's coming back too. Yeah, I think we might I, see I appreciate that. I, I like the Islam. I, I like the Islam. Versus Drew Dauber fight. Yeah, that's, that's a really good matchup. This, oh, I, yeah. think this will be, I think this will be Islam's coming out party. This will be the fight. I think Islam's one of those guys that he's in Khabib's camp. He's kind of overlooked. Islam's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, I think I mean this whole card is stacked. I hope none of these fights drop out. Uh, the unfortunate trend lately has been at least two or three, and I mean it, it's just shitty. But I mean, but this fight card is definitely stacked. The uh, UFC's trying to bank on the three title fights. So, but um, we might see Joseph Benavidez get beat up Askar Askarov. I do like that fight a lot. I, I do love Askarov. Five more days, man. We just got to make it five more days. Yeah. I um, I'm actually really looking forward to uh Amanda versus uh Megan Anderson. I feel like Megan Anderson 
is a little bit of a dark horse. She was kind of thrust yeah. in to uh, the fights earlier in her career, but um, she's been uh, out of uh, what's his name's camp. Um, shit. Yeah, James Krause. She's been uh, she's uh, changed up her training camp. She's being coached by James Krause now, and I've been paying attention on social media. She looks sharp. She looks sharp. Um, she looks revitalized. Um, I think this will be one of Megan, one of Amanda's, rather. I think this will be one of Amanda's the stiffest tests. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything, like you said, uh, she has a different training camp. She's doing a lot of different things. If this fight is any sort of performance where Holly Holm was taking her down and dominating her, we know what Amanda Nunez does, and it's going to be night-night for uh, Megan Anderson, even on the feet, yeah, but, but on the ground. Yeah. It's just, I, it's just um, I can't say enough about James Krause, both as a fighter and as a coach. He's been running a great camp at his gym. And uh, the kind of, like names like Megan Aronson have been migrating there. So this could be a coming out party for James Krause as a coach and Megan Aronson as a fighter. Or it, we, that's the other thing. Amanda Nunes is such an exceptional athlete, such a special fighter that we might see one of her sub-line performances. Yeah, and this is uh, something we've gone back and forth with in the chat, the fight book guys. Uh, we said uh, if Megan does get the win, it's a bigger upset than Holly over uh, Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah. You guys agree to that? Agreed. Agreed. And, like, let's not sleep on – like, we haven't talked – we haven't said a word about it yet. This main event is absolute fire. Yeah. Jan versus Israel – Israel moving up. All the talk is a super kickboxer that Eastern European kickboxing style. That like I don't even know if I can say he's Dutch style, but he's an accurate volume striker. He lands, it hurts you. John Jones did not want that smoke, and now you have this really good, tough. Power striker with a kickboxing background fighting the new age Anderson Silva, the most accurate striker in UFC history, the undefeated middleweight champion moving up for a chance at the light heavyweight belt. You can't say enough about this fight. This fight is absolute fire. Yeah, do we? Uh, well, we'll make our picks on the title fights, and I guess we'll pick our low key fight of the night. Uh, I know, uh, Tyler, you don't join us on Thursday as we do our uh, pick for you know fight of the night, potential performance of the night. But um, my question for you is: uh, Israel Adesanya goes in there and dominates Jan Blachowicz. More than likely, he doesn't return to 185. He stays at 205, right? Most likely not. I think um, everyone's all about the money fight. Everyone's all about you know, make those super fights right now. We all know the fight we all want to see. Like, I think I think it kind of loses its luster because I think John Jones is kind of in not, not running from it, but he's been very he's preoccupied. He has committed. He's not he's never been solid. He hasn't been solid. He has been solid about it. But if Israel wins this fight, which I believe he will, and then he moves up to fight John Jones at heavyweight, that's that's an amazing story. And he goes up, moves up, he's John Jones. Okay, he vacates the title, but he could be the first triple champion. 
in my opinion. If he holds on to him that yeah, long, if he holds on to him that long too, yeah, because I don't think the um, the rematch with Whitaker is out of question. Costa, we know those guys are matched up. I don't think he fights any of those guys anytime soon. But at 205, um, he could probably just sit on that belt for a while, too, absolutely, and wait for the heavyweight pitcher to play out. I don't know, man. I think uh, Jan Blockowitz is uh, is very underrated, and uh, he goes into every fight being underrated, and he fucking – I think he's going to knock Adesanya out. That's your pick, then. Oh, yeah, Jan Blockowitz, bro, by knockout. I think it's going to be brutal. Um, look, look at the problems that Kelvin Gasolum gave out of Sonia, man. Hard this. Who do you got, Tyler? Kelvin Gasolum is not. Kevin Gasolum is a Mexican zombie. Like he is not human. He is the toughest human on the UFC roster. Kelvin Gasolum is an absolute beast with a giant head, amazing wrestling, and the Mexican fighter genetics. Well, John Blockowitz is just a bigger version of him. Is by finish. Tyler, you got Izzy by finish. No, he's not. Rudy, Rudy, I love you, Rudy. I love you. But, but John Blockovich isn't the freak that Kelvin is. He's not the no, wrestler that Kelvin is. But he's a heavy-handed motherfucker. Agreed. No, I fully agree. But with Israel, you have to connect. And that's easier said than done, yeah, sir. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, dude. That's Nunez. like this. But Nunez Anderson, who do you got, Tyler? No, no, I was going to say this event is fire, so whatever. I don't care. Yeah. That Nunez Anderson, who do you got? Uh, my, uh, my heart says Megan Anderson. My head says Nunez. I think this I really truly do think this will be I think my the the thinking head. <laughs> I, I truly think this will be a man of Nunez's toughest test, but I mean no one's gotten close. She's a mom now. I mean I don't know. She might she might have fallen off a little bit. She might when I say falling off, she just might not be as hungry. I feel like Megan's still really hungry. She changed camps. I cannot say enough good things about James Krause as a coach, but she's got she's got to climb that mountain. So we will see. I like because of my head, man, Nunez, but I'm not sure. Rudy man, Nunez. Um, I'd like to see Megan win, but come on, let's be realistic here. Not happening. <laughs> yeah, and I mean. The Thursday night, uh, join us live sitting ringside. Of course, pretty producer of our, our show as well. We'll we'll dive deep into a UFC 259. Um, but yeah, at this point right now, I I don't see a man in Nunez losing. I think she be, she's very dominant in the fight. But if it is an upset, man, Megan Anderson could shock the world. And I mean, Nunez could just walk yeah. away after that point too. Maybe not a rematch, but it, it it's it, she's put herself in that position where she's been so dominant. She's going to get a, a title shot even if she gets knocked out or submitted in some crazy fashion. So, Amanda Nunes, absolutely. So. And next up, uh, an amazing matchup that's been a long time coming for Aljamain Sterling. I mean, this guy was denied the title shot for three years. You know what I mean? But uh, Peter Jan, I think he was talking shit recently, uh, Sterling or somebody 
Jan was uh, handed the belt on a silver platter. Yeah, Corey Sanhagen said that Jose shit. Aldo fight. But... Oh, Sanhagen. Well, yeah. oh, well, that guy has some room to talk, given what he did to Frankie Edgar, one of the best fighters that ever fought in the game of the UFC. So, um, But this fight's very interesting. Uh, Aljo uh, been out for a little while, man. So as, as Jan, since the summertime, since he became champion. But a super necessary fight. So starting with you, Rudy. Your early on prediction for uh, the outcome of this uh, matchup. This one's a hard one to pick, man. Um, I like them both. Aljo, he's he's shown a, a great deal of improvement the past couple of fights, but uh, I don't know, man. My money's gonna be on Peter Jan. Tyler, what you think, man? Tyler, what you think, man? Um, this is a really tough fight to pick. I think if Pierre Young can manage the distance, touch Algerine Sterling, and not get taken down, excuse me, I think it's uh, Pierre Young's fight. If Algerine can get inside, rough Pierre Young up, put it on the ground, I think uh, Algerine Sterling can win this. And I think he could stop it on the ground. I truly do. But that's why we fight the fights. So, guns to my head. This is a pick up fight for me. I'm going to go with Algerine Sterling. East Coast stand up. It's a hell of a close fight and um, just very necessary. Uh, like I said, Aljo, it's been a long time coming for him. He's just getting better and better. Uh, Peter Jan kind of came out of nowhere, dominating everybody in his path. They gave him the Aldo fight. That was a fight that nobody really seen. Like they didn't think Jose Aldo deserved the fight. Peter Jan obviously did, became the champion, um, very dominant. We've seen what Aljermaine Sterling did to Sanhagen, though. Sanhagen is a definite monster, and win or lose on either side. Um, I, I like Jan in the fight. I think it's going to probably go five rounds. I do like Jan, and I like somebody to call out Sanhagen, and I'd like it to be Jan instead of Aljermaine Sterling. He's already got the win over him, right? Peter Jan decision, dominant decision. That's my early take right now. Not a boring fight either. Not, not a boring fight yeah, either. Not, not at all. Fight, man. <laughs> not at all. Like I think this fight. Like, I think. I think this fight really comes down to uh, who can impose their will. That's what it is. If Aljamain gets inside, put him on the ground, Aljamain wins. If Puryan can maintain that distance and keep it on the feet, Puryan wins. You guys. And your guys, uh, let's see, my low-key fight of the night, I'm going to have to go with Drew Dober and Islam Makachev. I think that fight delivers. I think both, one, uh, a contender at 55 emerges there. I think both are near the top 10, right? And Makachev's uh, kind of the, the, the Khabib uh, incoming, you know, the second coming of Khabib, I mean. But uh, Drew Dober, definitely one of those guys, the Trevor Whitman guys, too. So I think uh, – I just want to close. That dude's got a freaking jaw like he's been. I just want to close out there. Look at his jaw, bro. Looks like that dude's been crunching rocks all day. <laughs> he's a hell of a he's a beast, man. That's why Makachev, this was this is a a fight. He's a, it's a dangerous Dave fight. Huh? Are you drinking twisted tea? Are you gonna I, kill me with that twisted tea? If you say something racist, <laughs> are you just gonna beat my ass? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I know what you're trying to hide, but I just want to throw it out there right now. 
John Jones, while we were broadcasting, posted a video of uh, DC crying after the second body. Yeah, because uh, DC, DC was talking shit, telling him that... Uh, posted some footage of DC and Ariel. Yeah, because DC just said that uh, John Jones will not knock out anybody at heavyweight. He doesn't hit hard enough. If he couldn't knock these dudes out at 205, he's not knocking any of these heavyweights out. <laughs> well, I mean, if DC wants to, like what DC said is true. It was a roided up John Jones with that head with a head kick that finished DC. So. As much as John Jones wants to talk shit and antagonize DC, dude, you fucking cheated. And listen, like, I, I was the biggest fan ever of Pride. And I, I very much enjoyed the Juiced Up Pride Fight Championships. With that being said, there's a standard in the UFC. John Jones violated that standard, and he was enhanced when he beat DC. So, like, that's just coward shit right there. Yeah, and he hadn't finished anybody previous to that. I mean, fucking OSP took him exactly. the distance, you know. So it is what it is. Or Those sense. are the fights. Or sense. Yeah. Or sense. He didn't finish anyone since. Those are the fights that happen. And I'm honestly, I just we just need to see Jones in there at somebody at heavyweight. And I just don't think it's easy to fight for the belt right away. I'm still going to stand by that. And there's too much, uh, there's too many guys near the top at heavyweight. Um, you never know what's going to happen with Stipe and Ngannou. And the fight that they always wanted to take to happen previous to Ngannou becoming the number one contender was Ngannou Jones without the belt. And everyone yeah. was ready for that one to go. And that's a damn good fight. That's a money fight. I would pay a lot of money to see that. But unless yeah. John Jones gets Francis Ngannou on the ground, John Jones is going to get clubbed to death. Agreed. It might, it's, it might be one of those fights we never see, too. That's what's going to be shitty. At heavyweight, At heavyweight of course, because not, it's not taking place in any other weight class. We know that. Agree. I agree. Well, folks, totally. looks like we're going to totally wrap agree. shit totally up tonight. Agree. Thanks again so much for joining us. David, thanks for filling in. Tommy's big-ass shoes. And uh, Tyler, thanks for yeah, showing yeah. up and Powering through that shitty Wi-Fi. You got any last words? <laughs> Dude, my Wi-Fi was on point. My Wi-Fi. Yeah, but uh, it was it was a pleasure joining out tonight. Uh, my first time, you know, on Pride Rules. So, um, like I said, uh, our town sitting ringside Thursday night. Catch us again. Wouldn't be possible tonight without our uh, uh, producer Rudy Lara. Um, it was it was great, great show. There's a lot of good fights happening this weekend. Uh, Thursday night we'll get more deep into it. So, uh, yeah, appreciate everybody tuning in. If y'all want to check out this podcast, uh, go to all your podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, whichever your choice. Just look us up. Sitting ringside, Pride Rules MMA via FightbookMMA.com, and go to Fightbook MMA for all your combat sports news. You know where to go. So. For episode 169, uh, Tommy D, where where you at, Tommy D? But uh, Rudy, the prophet, our producer, Tyler, the Marauder King, and myself, Dave Rodriguez. Y'all enjoy us. Uh, catch us uh, on the next one, next Monday night. By the way, I just want to say, Dave, tremendous job tonight. Tremendous job by you tonight, sir. Thanks a lot, fellas. Yep, appreciate it. Catch you on next one. Yep, catch you on next one.